Hey folks, Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Have you been trying to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? If you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Horror Pack. For just $19.99 each month, you'll get three DVDs and an exclusive. Or you can spend $24.99 and snag three Blu-rays and an exclusive each month. Just go to horrorpack.com and pick your plan. Now, you've been told what to do, so go do it. Horrorpack.com Mercy, you know our goodwills here suck. We never find any. You barely find anything. I could find you a poop knife. That's about the best I could do. Oh, no, not that again. All right, bitch tits, do you know what day it is? That's right. It's time for another Achieving Reality, the podcast. And, uh, oh, I'm exhausted. Uh, and, uh, this week, we teach you something new. We teach you how to stretch your clothes if they shrunk in the dryer. Uh, that's actually pretty useful. One of the most useful things we've taught you. I mean, that and how to, you know, wash your cock. And we do a weird news. An Egyptian psychedelic blood drink. So, put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right, everybody. Sit back, grab your poop knife, and relax, and uh, we'll see you at the end. All right? Bye. Oh, no poop Everybody go watch Wang on YouTube. He talks about Did a poop knife. Did you watch knife. that video? Yeah, I watched the video. That, and then the scissors. So, the so the glad, scissors. So okay. glad I watched that. <laughs> I told you it was about poop knife. Oh my you, gosh, man. Did, did you order one? No. No, he was like, I think we actually go there. I was like, man. I want to go to Wilton's and go buy one of those big cake spreaders and she can use that as her poop knife. But you want, you want the official version. Yeah, but it's not really a knife at that point. It's a, it's a silicone spatula. But it's an official. It says it right on the handle. Yeah. Then you can leave it in the bathroom. It'll be funny. Until somebody uses it. Ew. Still be funny. Not as funny. <laughs> if you're going to use the poop knife, wash it off when you're done. The poop knife? The, oh, Jesus Christ. It'd be funnier if it wasn't like that. It'd be funnier if you put it in a shadow box that says in case of emergency. <laughs> Guess what you're getting this year? <laughs> no. I've already threatened her with it. No. You threatened her with want, a poop knife? <laughs> you get infected. <laughs> No, I threatened to get her to get her the poop knife. No, that's okay. I don't need a poop knife. Okay, no. I'm we can go to Goodwill find a shadow box. No, you know what? Well, when we when we and go, a poop knife. <laughs> no, when we have one of those white elephants, I'll just give that gift to somebody else. Okay. No, never. This, no, this is from Larry, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, a poop knife is made or was created in order to. It was forged. Yeah. <laughs> It was created in order to cut up very large dumps so that you can get them to go down the toilet. Poop knife! It's a problem that exists. and It is. It's a solution to that problem. It is. People made a big deal about it, but... Well, it is a little, be... it is a little gross. Well, it, it, yes, but what's grosser? You're just going like, well, good luck! <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, that's funnier. Flushing it and having it back up and flood the room, and now you got even bigger problem than a dirty knife. It's true. It's not like they were like using the knife and taking it back out to the kitchen. <laughs> no, that's true. It was hanging up in the utility closet. <laughs> Which that doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. Just leave it in the bathroom. Well, but what if... Like, put a little of those magnet things on the back of the toilet. So you just put it back to the toilet tank and it'll be there when you need it. Well, that's true. I mean, I got one of those little hooks that's supposed to hold a uh, cleanser. <laughs> no, not a knife. But hold a... Hold a Mary's got a built-in sheath. sheath. Yeah. <laughs> I went all out. Because oh, of Excalibur. Oh. Feels like King Arthur when he draws it out. Pulls the sword out of the toilet. <laughs> yes, I pull the sword out of the poop. Keep, keep, keep that in your bathroom. Don't put it in my bathroom, okay? <laughs> You're the one who needs it. I don't need it. That's okay. Oh, yeah, you do. No, that's okay. Poop knife. Poop knife. No, I think... Uh-uh. Fine, I'm getting you poop scissors. Or we're going to go one up, and instead of using uh, shears to cut your bushes, I'm getting you poop shears. Great big fucking bush cutting shears. You're going to get you a poop string trimmer. <laughs> Me! <laughs> one of those battery powered grinders. Me! No wonder it's staying in Larry's bathroom. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> when did you do this better wallpaper? I don't remember that. Why is it stinking here? What does that well, smell? Well, we know why well, it stinks in there. What the smell is. Yeah, I don't think... Very even need... spread on the spider, too. <laughs> no, you don't need to get that for anybody. It's like a Larry-shaped clean spot here from the toilet. <laughs> no, that would mean I don't have to be on the toilet. We could be in front of it. Oh, and, you know. like those radiation shadows. <laughs> there you go. Just the opposite. I'm good. I don't need that as a gift. This one is... Uh, Folks from the internet, things we hadn't done in a long time. What? Uh, poop knife? No, that was just because I we brought. It, yeah, we used to do the one like on Emmy Made in Japan, and Emmy makes all. That's why Steve. Like yeah, I haven't watched his stuff in a while. He's only had like two come out in a while. Well, that means he's either had to get a real job because no one's interested in what he's doing anymore, or and what he was doing is expensive as hell. Well, or I was going to say, or it's gotten too expensive for him to do anymore. Especially if he's trying to get ones from overseas. Yeah. Emmy, she's been doing all these TikTok uh, recipes lately. It drives us nuts. Yeah. It's like, well, I got this another thing off of TikTok. It's like, hey, I got a great idea. Just let your audience give you the stuff. Then you can say, I just got it from this person. No, the last one, she was trying to make ice cream. Oh, she was making uh, candy 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 bar ice cream bars. Candy bar ice cream. So you, mm-hmm. you, you smoosh it up, and then you open up the thing, and you pour the ice cream mix in, and you kind of mix it up. She's like, well, if you're going to do this, don't do it with this, because it sticks at the bottom. I'm like, no, you just didn't do it right. It's like you take you pour it out into the mix. You have like five little bowls of mix. You pour it out in the mix, you stir it up, then you pour it back in, stick your stick in, and put it in the freezer. And you go to Goodwill and get those popsicle makers. No, she, she, she said... They uh, always have those. That is true. But uh, no, it, she said that it's done this way so you don't have to deal with the popsicle, that whole popsicle maker thing. Just get a popsicle maker. What we got, like 50 cents, 75 cents at Goodwill. Well, but if you're buying a candy bar, you've already got the. You got the stick. You've already got the thing for it. Because she would pour it back mm-hmm. into the and wrapper and then freeze too. it. Freeze it, yeah. Just get the popsicle maker. Yeah. I mean, come on. Do it right. You ready for this? I don't even know what it is. 
We're talking about poop knife. <laughs> but we're getting off the poop knife. Ew. Thank you. I don't know which, which is worse. Because <laughs> that means you had to get on it. And now we're going to learn how to do something new. Oh, okay. Like a poop knife? No. that That's pretty simple. You just buy any old... I could use the cursed cleaver as our poop knife. It'd be really cursed. It'd be a cursed poop knife. You'd have to sharpen it first. A, no, you wouldn't. It's poop. If your poop's hard enough where you need to sharpen a knife for it... Here's a problem. You got issues. And you're eating way, way, way too much fiber. Like whole trees. <laughs> I'm just saying. So here we go. You, want to, you don't want to muck about and mush. You want to just clean, slice, and be done. But you got to chop it up anyways. You don't have to do one. one slice it in half. It matters how big it is. I mean, it's a, I mean, if it's like a mark turd, you're going to have to take like 15 chunks out of it. What happened to you teaching us something? I was about to. <laughs> but then Chris started wanting to talk about the poop cleaver. and. Uh... Oh, so that's officially the poop cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> so now he needs a hook to hang it on. <laughs> <laughs> don't encourage him, Chris, okay? That's his job. No, don't encourage He'll him. He'll get some command hooks now. <laughs> we have command hooks. No, 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 no. no. Can we have a picture of him by the time we're A racist idea. Forget it. A racist okay? idea? This is not a racist idea. This is so fun I'll for everybody. the idea. Yeah, everybody can enjoy this, no matter what color you are. I didn't... Any nationality can use a poop knife. Yeah. I mean, except for the Indians, because their food just goes right through you like shit through a goose. It's water. I'm ready to learn something. I, you just did. You just did. <laughs> I don't want to learn about poop knife anymore. I'm going to learn something new. And then the poop knife. Should we stop this bit and do another one? <laughs> sure, we can do that. Uh, cue smelly scissors and knife music. I'm getting you a poop knife. If you get me one, I'll get you one. It's a very interesting Christmas this year. <laughs> Marissa got two. It's her birthday, too. Oh, she got boy. scissors and a knife. <laughs> and they're both pink. <laughs> Put them in a set. So double wide shadow box. In case of emergency, please smash glass. Well, if you do but that, if you're going to do that, then you can just use the glass as a poop knife. And it'd be a poop shard. Nah, that's dangerous. Fair enough. You get infected. <laughs> You cut yourself with the, holding the glass. That's true. Then using the glass for what you're using it for. That's true. I thought we are starting a new bit. <laughs> we are. I thought so too, Hey, Chris was praying. Hey, Chris. She's going all Catholic and stuff over there. Hey, hey Chris. <laughs> Got her prayer beat and stuff. <laughs> hey, Chris. Hey, Marissa. Hey, Larry. Hey, Marissa. Hey, hey Chris. Well, what do you have for us today? I don't have anything <laughs> for us today, but we're going to take some time to learn something today. Time for another walk down the WikiHow uh, rabbit hole. It's not really so much of a walk as a, just a dramatic fall. Okay. We're, what's 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 the, the, we're gonna learn how to unshrink your clothes without ruining them. Ooh, I need shrink. I need that actually because I by accident I put a shirt in the dryer that shouldn't have been in the dryer. <laughs> Which shirt? Your slip not shirt. <laughs> no. I got like a hat. I got like six of those. No, no, no. It's it's a blue shirt that has. Blue and brown on it that I wore with my brown slacks the other day. Well, try it on. If it's not shrunk, then you don't need to worry about it. <laughs> oh no! But I do. You're about to learn anyway, so. Exactly, go so. Ahead, go ahead and tell me. We'll so get it. We'll demonstrate. We'll try <laughs> it out I, as we go. Should I get that shirt now? No. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Did you toss your favorite sweater or pair of jeans into the dryer and it came oh, out a size God. smaller than it used to be? 
Yeah, that's the excuse I'm using. <laughs> is there a way to unshrink, in air quotes, uh, your clothes? You're in luck because it's easy to relax the fabric and reshape your clothes. This also works if you need to redo the neck of a t-shirt. Cool. Like I said, that's I'm usually a stretched out problem. Yeah, but it, it does the same thing. It helps. It needs to make up as much as the shrinking or growing. No, no, it it, it makes it well. You can use the same method to unshrink most woven fabrics, but there are some more effective alternatives for wool, cashmere, and denim. By the time you finish reading and stretching your clothes back out, they'll be back to the perfect fit again. Cool. Wonder if I lose twenty pounds. <laughs> One, fill your sink with lukewarm water. Add enough water to submerge the garments you're stretching. Make sure that the water is at or a little warmer than room temperature so it relaxes the fibers, man. This is ASMR for clothes. <laughs> no tap on them. Gently. No whisper. Avoid co using cold water because it will make uh, fabric shrink. Also, avoid using extremely hot water. Same thing. Knitted clothes, including cotton, wool, and cashmere garments, respond better than other types of fabric to this method. Fabrics with tighter weaves, such as silic, rayon, or polyolyester, may not reshape as easily. Two, mix baby shampoo or conditioner into the water. Add or about conditioner? Yes. Add about one teaspoon, or no, I'm sorry, tablespoon of baby shampoo or hair conditioner. See, they didn't say that before. Oh, okay for every quarter gallon of water that you're using. Stir the conditioner or shampoo into the water until it's completely mixed in. What does conditioner have in it that shampoo also has in it? They both have relaxers. Maybe you don't have shampoo around. Maybe you have a bottle of conditioner because you don't use it as much. I don't use it at all. Well, you don't have much hair. Well, that's what good. I would have to get. Baby, yeah, but that's baby, my choice. I have to get baby shampoo or conditioner, okay. Yes. Uh, soft shampoo, you have conditioner, don't you? No, I don't. Oh. Soft shampoos and conditioners relax the fibers. That kind of household, Larry. Yeah, used to be. Uh, in the clothes, without, house. without damaging, house. without damaging them. Yeah. If you wouldn't use the product on your hair, don't risk it on a piece of clothing you like. But if you won't should, use it on your hair, then go should, ahead and fuck that one pair of jeans that, that your husband won't throw away out. That should be the other way around. If you won't use it on your clothes, you shouldn't use it on your head. You won't use it on your head. You still use it on the clothes. Well, but I'm not going to use laundry detergent to wash my hair. No. Well, there you go then. If you're not going to, if you're going to use it on your clothes, then you're going to no. use it on your hair. No, what I said was that just because you wouldn't wash your hair with it, don't mean it's not safe for your clothes. In this case, that does. It is what it means. Oh, here you go. So regular shampoo does not have the same softening agents as conditioner or baby shampoo, so it won't help unshrink your clothes. So, I guess we gotta go to the dollar store. Or you can get shampoo with conditioner. Oh, it would have to be baby shampoo with conditioner. Then it's like triple or double the amount of fucking squishy stuff that'll allow your stuff to unshrink. It'll actually end up gaining three sizes. You take it out, instead of being a large, it'll be a triple X. You'll be like, fuck, what happened? Where are you going? Back to the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> Back and forth from the sink to the dryer. Soak the perfect size. Soak your clothes in the water for up to 30 minutes. Completely submerge the garments in the water. Leave your clothes to soak for at least 10 minutes so the fabric has time to soften. Just take your clothes out of the water after 30 minutes since leaving them for longer could damage your clothes. Okay. If you're stretching a shirt, try lightly pulling the fabric underwater as it soaks to start reshaping it. Pull it like taffy. Sure. Squeeze the garment to wring out excess water. Yeah, don't 
twist it and do it. Uh, roll your clothes up into a loose ball. So ball it up. And gently squeeze your clothes so the excess water drips off. Just avoid twisting or wringing your clothes since it would damage the fibers. Then roll the garment up inside of a large towel to remove moisture. Because, you know, don't want to throw it back in the dryer and then you're back in the same situation. No, I use the hair dryer. <laughs> Set out a clean, dry towel and lay the shrunken garment flat on top of it. Then, slowly roll Put the towel. drywall on top of it. The yeah. cinder block. Yeah. Then, slowly roll the towel up from one end to the other to squeeze out the rest of the water from your garment without wrinkling or stretching the fibers. When you're starting to sound like a Bumgarner episode. <laughs> when you're finished, it's okay if the piece of clothing is damp as long as it isn't dripping wet. Leave the clothing inside the towel for up to 10 minutes to help get out as much water as possible. Just don't leave it in there any longer, or else the fabric fibers will cool down and become more difficult to stretch out. How about we just hang it over a humidifier to fill with baby conditioner? How many people really condition their baby, though? Not as many as they should. Stretch the clothing out by hand to reshape it. Move the garment onto a second dry towel to start stretching. Tug on the edges of your damp clothing where it felt tight. Be gentle as you tug on the fabric to avoid damaging the fibers. Try to get the clothing as close to possible to its original shape. So, yeah, so no Picasso-ing it. Why don't you just put it on and just like flex a little bit, get it back into the ideal shape. Yeah. Then you'll be wet. So and then you have to dry, and then you have to dry yourself. Off. It's okay, Larry. We'll roll you up in a towel. <laughs> no. That's okay. Put you just slap all the water out of you with a poop knife. Uh, no. Uh oh. Put you under some drywall. Put a cinder block. <laughs> I'll get the heat table and put you under vacuum mm. pressure. It'd be great. You'll be just fine. <laughs> Weigh your clothing down while it air dries. Once you finish reshaping, that could, part- that could work for the shirt though. Yeah. Instead of pressing clothes, you just have a heat table. <laughs> That's true. Put the envelope over it. Yeah. Release film down. Exactly. Well, you might you might not even need the release film. I always use the release film. <laughs> Once you glue your shirt to the table. <laughs> Once you finish reshaping a part of your garment to the right shape instead of the wrong one, set a book, paperweight, or a heavy mug because you want that circle. Or a piece of drywall. With the drywall. So it stays put. Place weights on your clothing after you stretch each section until your garment is covered with them and looks ridiculous. Leave your garment to air dry completely so it stays in the same shape until you put it on and it stretches all out. This is going to be the one episode that, that clicks somewhere and Baumgartner's going to hear the episode and be like, why are they talking about me? Yeah. I wish they had stopped. Yeah. I don't want to be associated with this. <laughs> Wash and dry the clothing again if it is needed. Once your piece of clothing feels dry, try it on to see if it's stretched out enough. If it fits, you can wear the garment right away without washing out the conditioner or baby shampoo. If your clothes still haven't stretched enough, try repeating the treatment again. If you don't like how your clothes feel from the conditioner slash shampoo, hand wash your garment like you normally would. Well, obviously you don't normally hand wash your garment unless you wouldn't shrunk it. Exactly. Fixing tight jeans. Spray water on your jeans and stretch by hand to make minor adjustments. Put lukewarm water from your tap into a spray bottle and spritz it onto your jeans where they feel tight. They feel tight right around the cock area. Should I spray it there? Put a big, uh, put a big sausage in there so it gets the mold in there. Why don't you just put them on and spray them down? Because then it'll look like you peed yourself. So, 
You're not doing it out at the gas station. You're do, doing it at home. You might be doing it at the gas station. Then you need to stop that and go home. What if you're really uncomfortable? You're like, nope, it's pressuring my cock too much. I got to go and do this at the QT. Hopefully you're in the bathroom. But you got to get spray bottles. So you got to go and see if you can borrow one of their spray bottles. Hopefully it doesn't have like bleach in it or something. Or you can just do it at home. Then hold on to each side of the fabric and gently tug them to apart to stretch out the fibers. Try your jeans on and see if you need to keep making adjustments. Had them on at the time, your body would stretch it into the exact appropriate shape. Fill your bathtub with lukewarm water. Fill the tub at least a third of the way full so that there's enough to cover your legs if you sit down. How many times are you gonna say lukewarm? Until everything is uh, room temperature. So basically you can sit in the tub and do this? No. You should. <laughs> Make sure the water temperature is lukewarm since cold water performs stretch. Blah, blah, blah. I already said that. Soak the jeans in the water for about 15 minutes. If you're able to, put on your jeans and sit in the water so the denim is completely submerged. If you're unable to fit in the jeans, which is kind of the reason that Why you're you doing do? this, but whatever, just put them in the cold water, I mean in the water on their own. Try to keep the jeans submerged for at least 10 minutes or until the water gets cold. Water softens the jeans, makes fabric fibers easier to manipulate. Now, do you need the baby's shampoo in there? No. Wear the jeans for up to an hour and or stretch them out by hand. After the jeans soak, put them on if you, have, if you aren't already wearing them. Walk around, jog, stretch, or even dance to help stretch out the fibers. If you don't like the feeling of wearing wet jeans, then lay them flat on a towel and tug the edges of the area that you want stretched out. C shirt. Hang your jeans so they can finish drying, which we always do. That's why we don't have this problem. Place your wet jeans on a clothesline or a drying rack. Keep them out of direct heat and or sunlight, but try to find a spot with good air circulation. So, uh, you know, don't seal them up in that vacuum bag that you keep in the closet. Well, don't all the other clothes get wet. Yeah. While your pants dry, gravity will also pull the jeans down to stretch them out further, but not really a lot. Because they're jeans. Now you could put some weights on the end. You could. Then that would be, That'd be really long. Yeah. Even tighter. Can I steam a hoodie to unshrink it? These are questions. Steam will help soften the fiber so you may be able to stretch its hoodie back into shape. Can you stretch a shirt that is shrunk? Depending on the fabric, some garments can be reshaped using steam from an iron. I've got wearing a shirt with a steam iron towing at himself. This is going to end poorly. I have a product that's both baby shampoo and wash. Is that usable? That should work. If you'd rather play on the safe side, you can instead use hair conditioner. So there you go. That's how to unshrink jeans and, well, I guess technically t-shirts. We're going to try that after, after a while, right? We are not. Oh, you might. Oh, you can on. help. No. <laughs> you can. No, I could. Won't. Come on. No, you won't let me buy you a poop knife, so it ain't happening. <laughs> she doesn't have to let you buy one. It's called a gift, Larry. Well, I could make a gift of a stabby pointy and say it's for her, but keep it myself. That's what you're doing. No, it's not. I yes. don't do that with the stabby pokies. You use a butter knife? No, she knows I have the stabby pokies. All the ones I have, she knows. Except for the, the gift you're getting her. That's not a stabby pokey. That's a poop knife. Yeah, well, it's a stabby pokey. For poop. Stabby <laughs> pokey, stabby pokey. Uh, I guess in that case, though, it'd be more like squishy, slimy. Slimy? Ew. Well, just That's you. really bad.
All right, so there, there you go. That's 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 how you sort of unshrink jeans and a shirt. This will be our sequel to Hamlet. <laughs> what Wang said. What Wang said. So, uh, cue, uh, I don't know, music by Jinx. Intro gift, and outro. Perfect gift for your wife or your significant other. For their or your insignificant other. <laughs> yeah, it's your, a universal gift. Your worst enemy. It's a universal gift. Universal we gift. got time, we can get over to Goodwill. <laughs> hey, Marissa. Hello, how you doing, Larry? Hey, Chris. Hey, Marissa. Hey. <laughs> I music. What I was going to do. I'm looking at it. Oh, it's time for some... <laughs> are we learning something today or are we going to eat something? <laughs> well, no, you you might learn... You're going to learn how to eat something. <laughs> you're going to learn something, but it's okay. not a wiki how. It's yeah. it's uh, <laughs> weird news. I think I learned something about it. Yeah. Okay. No, we got some weird news. news. Weird news. Huh? Yeah, weird news. From com. Apparently, scientists have made an analysis of a 2,000-year-old vase that reveals ancient Egyptians drank hallucinogenic drugs mixed with human blood. Ooh. Sounds like a party. It's very metal. Very metal. The ancient cocktail was consumed by a cult dedicated to the deity Bess, or bees, uh, one of the two. Not the bees. Who served as a protective spirit, particularly to mothers and children? Really? Because sounds like you're going to be drinking children. <laughs> sounds like you're, uh, you're really hardcore into protecting children. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. It was a ancient Egyptian cult dedicated to the deity known as Bess or Bees. Consumed an odd mixed drink. I don't want to get the name right. I don't want to piss that one off. I'm not worried about it. They already ruined my my, my make, race. Thank you, on so, Egyptian yeah. Jew joke there. Uh, uh, so uh, for the ritual practices, a mixture of booze which at the time was either a uh, proto-wine or proto-beer, honey, human blood, and hallucinogenic plants. What are you uh, drinking? Proto-beer. <laughs> the strain cult practice was revealed thanks to an in-depth chemical analysis of an ancient best vase released on the pre-publication feedback site, Research Square. So it wasn't a vase. How did they know they were drinking it? Been using it as a because that's how they use that. That was what their storage containers were. They were all vases. Put their flowers in it, make them grow better. <laughs> we successfully identified the presence of various neutra, cuticle psychotropic, medicinal, and biological substances, shedding light on the diverse components of a liquid concoction. Used for ritual processes. This is like a waste container. They just put whatever they, they need to get rid of into the container, take it down and dump it and bring it back. <laughs> Might have been. <laughs> Doing a ritual or anything. Ptolemaic Egypt. Through their analyses, they made several interesting observations. First, they discovered the presence of trace amounts of Paganium Harmala and Nymphaea Karuru, more not commonly known as Syrian Rue and Blue Water Lily. Both of which have psychotropic and or ancient uh, Sith lords, whichever you want. Yeah, and uh, medicinal effects. 
Researchers noted that Syrian rue seeds produce high quantities of the alkaloids harmine, harmaline, which induce dreamlike visions. So it's harmful. Even today, Syrian rue is sometimes combined with other plants like mimosa to create similar psychedelic effects to those produced by I said mimosa. Mimosa. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, this is wild. <laughs> These are the greatest mimosas ever. <laughs> Additionally, the researchers wrote the identification of human fluids suggests that their direct involvement in these rituals. I got all messed up and started peeing in the vase. <laughs> or bleeding into the vase. Oh, that could happen too. They could have bumped their head. And... Or just cut their wrists and just bled into the vase. Oh. Uh, but the strange brew, strange brew, came out from inside of you. Uh, featured far more than just humid liquids and psychedelic plants. Researchers? Research, I think I might have had some. Researchers. Researchers also found evidence of fermented fruit-based liquid and other ingredients such as honey or royal jelly. That's what we should call the guys who do scientific studies on marijuana. Refurters. <laughs> yeah. As for which human liquids, in parentheses, researchers found in the vase, oh, they identified blood, boob milk, and a third substance that may have been oh, vaginal mucus discharge. Because those are the three words I felt like saying. I'm going back to poop knife. At least that's funny. Doesn't work for that. Might. No. Scrape, scrape, scrape. Nope. It's, well, there is, that one, there is that one beer, and they don't sell it anymore. It's not made anymore. That was made with the... Uh, the no. yeast we did that on the I talked about that on the show. The candles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's likely that the booze and sweetening agents were used to mask the taste of more, some of the more unsavory elements of the mixture. You think? Uh, apparently not. According to ancient origins, Bess, a part feline, part human deity, was worshipped as a protective spirit, said to have the power to guard its worshippers from evil intent. Bess of yarn and laser pointers. <laughs> Best was considered to be particularly protective of mothers and children. The ancient elixir drunk by Best worshippers was typically done so out of ceramic drinking mugs decorated with the head of Best, which allowed researchers to pinpoint the origins of the vase they examined. As the Best figure was revered as a protective genius, it, protective genius. That's what it says. Wow. It might be assumed that the liquid drunk from these mugs was considered to be was considered Beneficent, so the researcher wrote. It says they're beneficial. Yeah, apparently. The vase used in the study dated to about the 2nd century BCE, that's kind of cool, uh, was being held in the Egyptian collection at the Tampa Museum of Art in Florida. You know, usually you hear these things and they're either in Egypt or England or, England, or they're traveling around Europe or something. No, this is in Tampa. That's where all the best Egyptian research goes on. Apparently. That's where we need to go to the next Well, time. you see, go to Tampa. the other... So I wouldn't mind going to the ...are researching yeah. you know, mummification techniques and, and stuff about the pyramids and people over in Tampa are worried about, how do these people get fucked up? Hey, man! This is a party vessel? All right! <laughs> Woo! Uh, and, and that's where, uh, the Tampa Museum of Art in Florida where... American and Italian researchers conducted a thorough analysis using liquid chromatography with tandem mass spectrometry with their mass spectrometers so they can also tell you if there's ghosts around. You know, because that's what they use. This chemistry... Different, different type. Um, uh, this chemistry technique... This, uh, this chemistry co technique combines the physical separation capabilities of liquid chromatography 
and the mass analysis capabilities of mass spectrometry. Whatever. Liquid chromatography... I'm not smart enough for this. Liquid chromatography separates mixtures with multiple components, allowing them to be analyzed individually, while mass spectrometry provides spectral information that can be used... See? Spectral information. Uh, that can be used to help identify or confirm the identity of each of those separated components by determining their molecular weight. This process allows researchers to know just what went into the drink, but also what each component yeah, added was made of. And there's a lot more, and I don't want to read anymore. But uh, so there you go. We just so learned. They will not be being an Egyptologist anytime soon. No. But we just learned that. No, it's not that I know a lot about Egypt. Oh. I just can't pronounce any of it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so we just learned that ancient Egyptians apparently drank blood and got high. At the same time. At the same time. So there you go, everybody. Like an Egyptian party. Hey. Ancient sure Egyptian. Minute, Unless you were a Jew. Are you sure? Then there's a lot of whips involved. Well, there you go. So there's the most metal drink ever to come out of uh, anywhere. But the question is, yeah. how long did they live? Nobody knows that. But they actually have said the if you lived to 40, you that was old age. Because they drank that drink or just... No, just because, no because of just there, there was no health care and... No, 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 I know that. I and mean, yeah, they so. drilled holes in your head and they that actually... Didn't, that didn't help. No, no. And, you know, the... A lot of nutritional things, you know, they weren't... Yeah. Getting their daily dose of Geritol. And, and they weren't able to get their, you know, their cup of Sanka every morning. So... Mm, Sanka. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Let's go get uh, us some more. What's that? I should go get us some more. Yeah. So, uh, cue ancient metal music. All right, there you have it. Another episode of Cheating Reality, the podcast done and done. You heard me say poop knife about 48 times, and I plan on saying it another 48 times, and just annoying the living hell out of Marissa, because it's fun. Poop knife, poop knife, poop knife, poop knife, poop knife, poop knife. Uh, hope you learned something on how to stretch your clothes. I actually found that very interesting. I kind of knew how to do it. I never tried it. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Egyptians like to get drunk and stoned all at the same time. All right, so for Marissa, Chris in parentheses, and everybody else involved, I'm Larry saying I have no idea what I'm doing anymore. Hey there, listeners. Larry here. If this is your first time listening, then, hey, how's it going? If you're listening with a friend or just kind of ran into us, I can help you find us some more. You can find us by searching on Spotify or Podbean by typing in Achieving Reality in the search bar. 
Or you can go on Facebook and type in Achieving Reality and find us that way. Thanks a whole lot and keep enjoying the show. We love y'all. I'm not smart enough for this. Shit scissors.